They'll check it out. A whole new generation of young people today who belong nowhere. But I prefer to be now cast. Third culture kids where the concept of the dukan is the, the corner shop or the top uh, We are live outside. Hey, yo, what's up, people? What up, nation? It's a revolution of expression. You're tuned in to the dukan show. Stay tuned in. Arab digital generation is shaping our identity, their creative expression, and their future. So please give a very warm welcome. Welcome to your tribe. <laughs> so Reem it. has been pushing to bring us together and this had to happen ASAP. Akka is so busy this and this is really important. And it's that big of a story this so that important. this had to happen this way. <laughs> okay. So this is the best story of 2021 so far. <laughs> I'm putting this down for the award because I think it's the best story of 2021. Why are you standing up? Sit down. I'm, I'm standing up because it's exciting. Oh, okay. she's standing so up. Listen, <laughs> la, 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 I no, thought I'm she sitting. was sitting down. <laughs> I'm sitting, I'm sitting. Listen, listen. Look, okay. Akkawi. This happened, it, it, it started eight years ago, and it culminated yesterday. Marmar, tell Akkawi what happened to you eight years ago. Eight years ago. But the story the day was so what? Like, the year was... <laughs> exactly. The no, year we need was... to keep this within, within a reasonable uh, uh, time frame. So I've been told I have a specific time limit to hit this too. So here we go. <laughs> no, eight but it started ago. at least, you know, is it, is it was a summer... It was. Yeah, yeah, I mean, granted, yeah, yeah. it was in Dubai. I know, I'm gonna tell a story. I mean, I know it was in <laughs> so Dubai and hot, ago, but like, what what part of eight years ago was it? Eight years ago, I had this 2012 in Dubai. Uh, I had okay. just started uh, directing. I, I basically it had just started getting into directing from when I was uh, I was doing editing and post production. I moved into directing. Uh, I was with Reem, and she was helping me to put my shit together and to to promote myself. And I'd had like a small amount of, of work, uh, nothing like uh, uh, crazy, but, you know, I was getting there. I was on the right, you know, uh, uh, kind of the, the up and up. All right. And so I had a website and the website was, you know, Reem had set it up. So obviously it was like top of the list when you look at Google. Omar.ae uh, so, you know, for anyone who Omar. wants to look AE. at this website. Wait, the website. Wait, wait, wait. I thought we were telling a story. This is not a promo. Sorry. Fine. Thank you, Reem. I'm excited so, for our successes. So, so, I, so, so someone reached out to me. All right. This was, I think, around May of uh, 2012. This woman reached out to me and, and called me. Oh, cool. okay. She called me. She called me. Do we have a name? <laughs> this woman called me. She said her name was Priscilla. And uh-huh. she Priscilla. said that she was calling Priscilla. Actually, she said that Priscilla, but her nickname is Scylla. I don't know why. Whatever. This comes into play later on. I know. So, Scylla, yes. So she called me and she said, uh, hi, is this Omar? I said, yes, this is Omar. She said, uh, um, I wanted to get in touch with you on behalf of our production company, I Am Wonders. That's the name of the company, I Am Wonders, with an S. Uh, We are running this season's upcoming Survivor reality show, Survivor Asia. Oh my God, I remember that show. (laughs) It was was hot back then. Yeah, they, they stopped Very by Dubai hot. back then. I remember that. Absolutely. And so as part of Survivor Asia, she was looking to have different locations around Asia and the Middle East. And I had been selected as the director that they were interested in working with in the region, in the Middle East. Uh, and that, uh, you know, they had, looked, uh, they had looked me up and that they wanted me to interview with their showrunner, whose name was Nick. They wanted me to interview with Nick, but the catch was that I needed to go and do the interview in Indonesia. But and that you I have to go. But wait, hold on, hold on. But you haven't directed a show. No, he's not directed no. a show. No, I ha- I'll get to that. I'll get to that. So I haven't okay. directed a show. I directed some corporates and some commercials 
you know, not nothing like huge at the time. I had, I'd had a lot more experience in post-production at that point than, than uh, directing. But be that as it may, man, if someone, you know, gives you an opportunity and says, hey, you know, here's, here's something. Grab it by the you balls. Know, I yeah. was like, grab yeah. it by the balls. So I was like, okay, interesting. And obviously all these questions were going on in my mind. She said, you need to talk to uh, our showrunner, Nick, in Indonesia, but we need you to get there right away because this show is, it's happening and we're, all the pieces are in place. And, you know, we're just looking for you. We have, we, we want to interview you and we want to see that there's chemistry and that there's a good connection between you and Nick so that you guys would be working well together. So I said, okay, thank you very much. Uh, let me uh, get back to you. I spoke to Reem and we had a chat and it was like, well, listen, what's okay, going wait, on wait, here? Wait, like, sorry, before, before you jump into the conversation, what's the showrunner? Oh, a showrunner. Okay, so a showrunner. Do you want to take it away, Reem? Yeah, so a showrunner is basically responsible for constructing the story of the show. Okay. So they're the person that would like, in the, in, in the world of Survivor, they make the storyline, they build the storyline, and they would hire the director to sh- bring that vision yeah. to life. Okay, they're like so they're the, they're the, the OG of the project. Of yeah, the creative. The of the creative, okay. Yeah, of the creative. And they'll have a team, depending on the episodes or depending on the structure of the show, that will direct the different segments, but they are the glue that holds everything together. And they're usually a writer as well. But in a reality okay. TV show, yeah, they're like the top creative, I guess you could put it that way. So uh, I spoke to him and I said, this is really odd. But you know what? I mean, what the hell do I have to lose? You know, was go on? to Indonesia, go meet this guy, you know, like whatever, they'll pay for the, for the, for the ticket. So then I reached out to them and said, okay, great. You know, uh, I'm, wait, wait, I'm willing what, to go. What was odd about it? Like, it sounds like a job opportunity so far. It, because it, the odd thing about it was that I had no reality TV experience Obviously, there was no reality TV being shot in the region. So your showreel, your showreel doesn't show that much credibility, and they just happen to find you. The job offer at all, but hey, I mean, stranger things have happened. I mean, they might have just been like looking for a director in the region. They thought, okay, this guy's got enough directing experience that he could handle something like this. I was very green. You have to remember, I had just started directing. I was looking for opportunities. I was in a position where I was willing to kind of jump at an opportunity and, right. and say, hey, you know, why not? And plus, don't forget, I mean, there's an ego thing as well. Like if someone reaches out to you and says, hey, do you want to direct this project? Even though you wouldn't expect them to, you would think to yourself, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm great. Sure, I can handle of course. this. Let me do it. Yeah, why not? You know, survive. Did you have a man bun back then as well? No, he I had a not. mohawk. I had, I had shaved. I, I wow. Had, oh, yeah. Did I have a mohawk? He had a mohawk. Or a shaved yeah. head? He had a wow. moment. By the way, anyway, FYI, 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 FYI the, the, the picture for this episode is Amar and Amar. That, yes. We're going back old school. It, got we're not going to okay, do perfect. a whole uh, No, no, we're going back old school to camera. We're going to use someone's picture. Yes, for sure. I got one for you. I got, I got the perfect one for you, too. So, so I reached out to her. I said, okay, I'm willing to come. Uh, can, transfer the, will you, you know, tra- transfer me the ticket and I'll go. They said, and Priscilla said, oh, actually, um, I can't transfer you the ticket. Uh, you need to buy it yourself and then we'll reimburse you. I said, why don't you just uh, transfer the, uh, me the money and I'll, I'll buy it. She said, oh, we can't. There's just no time. Uh, the best thing is for you just to buy it and then we'll reimburse you. Now, she had sent me an itinerary, a, a, a document, like a template of their, of their uh, kind of NDA. I signed an NDA. There was uh, 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 like a whole bunch of documents that were related to the show. It seemed legitimate. Again, I took another risk and I said to myself, screw it. What's the worst that can happen? I went and I bought a ticket at Donata. And that night, I was off to Indonesia. So I flew to Indonesia. Wait, I sorry, landed sorry. That can night. I just stop you one second? Sorry. 
So since you were in Lublin, <laughs> what did she think of all of this? She was she was understandably hesitant because she didn't want me to put myself in any dangerous position. But you know all of us, man. What's the thing that distinguishes us from other people? We show up. You know, we, we're there. We will be there. You know, we're it, not going to be the ones who, st- who, who stand aside while somebody else takes the opportunity. That's part also, of my Also, there mantra. was no just, other job on the table. Like, yeah, at was the moment, a, I wasn't this, yeah, this was the only sales true. lead we had, guys. It's not like today I, I, where there's like multiple options to choose from on any given week. Right. At that time, Omar had just started and we had like, he had the attitude like he always, like we all do. If you start something and you're hungry, you're going to show up at the table, even yeah. when it's strange, right? Yeah. And if we remember correctly, as per Reem's uh, previous um, talks at various events, we had minus 1,500 <laughs> in our bank. We had minus 1,500 <laughs> dirhams in that account. Like, we had made some money by then. Uh, okay. but like, I, I made some money by then, but I didn't yeah. have an ongoing job. So I had the chance to, to do it. And I thought it was adventurous and exciting. And it was, a, a, at the very least, an interesting story. And I'd never been to Indonesia. So all of that lined up. And I thought, I'm a big boy. I can look after myself if anything happens. Let With a mohawk. Go. So <laughs> I jumped on the plane. I, and then I landed in Jakarta. And this is when things started to be a bit weird. Because I landed in Jakarta and I sent an email. This is before WhatsApp, of course. I sent an email to Priscilla. And I said, hey, I just want to let you know I'm in Jakarta. I'm on my way to Yogyakarta. Because I had to take a, um, a transfer to Yogyakarta where I was going to meet the driver. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be there soon. And she wrote me back almost immediately upset that I hadn't been reachable. She said that she was trying to reach me on my phone. I said, well, that's a bit strange because I'm in the, fl- I'm on a plane. So obviously you can't reach me on my phone, but I kind of brushed that aside that it was just some oddity. You know, people can be weird. I got onto the plane to Yogyakarta, landed in Yogyakarta, and I saw this driver. The driver had a sign. The sign said my name. I met the driver, got into the car. And he was about to take me to the uh, to the uh, hotel room. On the way to the hotel room, he I speak to Nick, the guy that I'm supposed to meet the next day. And Nick says, "Okay, so listen, you're on your way to the hotel room, but can you give some money to the driver because you, we need he needs some cash to cover uh, your 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 some expenses for your hotel and for for the driving, but we will reimburse you." So at that point, I was like, no, I'm not going to give any money to the driver. I know you, you guys brought me here. You give money to the driver. So this went back and forth for a good like hour of, of them basically saying, no, please just withdraw some money, give it to the driver, then get to the... So at that point, I was getting a little bit like, why are you asking me for money? This, this is not right. But finally, at about like one in the morning, I was kind of sick of the argumentation and I withdrew something like $300. Uh, from a bank machine, gave it to the driver. I said, whatever. If it's gone, it's gone. Otherwise, I'll see you tomorrow. So I got home. Question. I got to the hotel room. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, I can from, uh, yeah. from left field. <laughs> Blow some holes in this. <laughs> Question. So, and this is more towards you, not the scammers. So if you had to withdraw money to give the driver and you had the option of selecting how much money, why did you give him $300 in Indonesia? Why didn't you just withdraw a hundred? And why were you like, if I lose, were, why didn't you go like, okay, if I lose it, I lose fifty dollars, or if I lose it, I lose. 100. They had specifically <laughs> asked. They'd specifically asked for more than that, and I don't remember the amount that they had asked for. And I said, I'm not willing to do that. And the money converted into Indonesian money was like a round number. 
Like it was an amount that mm. you could withdraw from the bank machine, and it just happened to be around three hundred something. And what was the breakdown yeah, but also, of the of the what they wanted? Kevin <laughs> wants to see your receipt. They did it. It was it was a very broad and generalized breakdown. There was no receipt that had been handed to me. No, in but like when they said we want the driver the to like buy stuff for you or like to buy things, did they <laughs> it say it was what something things? about these are food, critical questions. Yeah. Transportation. And uh, and uh, it was really for the transportation more than anything. It was like for transportation. And by the way, just bear in mind, I wasn't paying for my hotel room either. Uh-huh. And so Not I yet. didn't pay for my hotel <laughs> room. didn't get there yet. Not yeah. yet. Yeah. No, 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 no. But by the way, so this, is, the this is what I love. This is what I love. This is Abu Dhabi streetwise versus Akawi is asking critical questions. I'm, 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 I'm here for them. Listen, I didn't ask these questions. If I asked this. all these I'm questions, I wouldn't have gone on this adventure. So I did get an adventure <laughs> out of it. So, so bear with me. So the driver was just a kind of a, a middle-aged, or not middle-aged, but like, yeah, like 35 to 40-year-old Indonesian-looking uh, guy. Uh, I didn't really interact with him too much. That he dropped me off mistake. at the hotel. Yeah. <laughs> so there were, there were, there were, Many mistakes, but sorry, third this mistake was by then. Yeah, third, mistake. exactly. <laughs> third I, I get into the hotel room, a small, uh, uh, you know, kind of like a um, hotel. It was felt kind of, nice place, clean, but like more kind of like a, a, a smaller rooms and stuff like that. Fish but it was fine. It was clean. It was comfortable. What? Fish at Indonesia's Muslim. Uh, they ma- 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 so oh, ma- oh, you're on the, the non-Muslim so side of town. That's another red flag. <laughs> Already that's, sus. That's definitely sus. Red flag. <laughs> I called Reem. I was talking to Reem. And, uh, and, uh, and there was a knock on the door. So there was a knock on the door. And I went to the door. Mm. And there was nobody there. Mm. There was nobody there. It was hey, an actual are... clear there knock. There we go. So I felt a little bit. It was like a that kind of thing. You know? So I felt a little bit put off because I was like, okay, why is there nobody there? I told Reem and we both agreed that this was a bit freaky. I'm going to change rooms. I'm just going to change rooms. So I went down to the, to the guy and I said, look, my room is a bit small. I want to change my rooms. He was like, sure, no problem. I paid a small amount for an upgrade. What's changed my room. Because we're calculating. It was nothing. It was nothing. It was, nothing. it was like... <laughs> It was like 50 bucks or something. It was not 50 bucks. Yeah. That's yeah. small. Like that. Yeah, are you adding? Shit, are you having a calculator? Okay. <laughs> this guy comes with his mohawk and throwing cash yeah, for it. Okay. So I upgraded mm. and hey, anyway, the room was bigger and I felt more comfortable and safe, you know, because I was like, this whole time I was thinking, am I a drug mule? Are they going to put some drugs in my in my suitcase are they going to try to take my money like what's happening i want to keep where did protected. that thought creep in from it's the canadian from like the beyond it was from, like they teach you not to like be in these situations because you might be yeah. mewled uh-huh yeah you might they might they might uh, yeah they'll hide it in your like, mohawk okay <laughs> maybe <laughs> someone <laughs> it wasn't a long mohawk i was like maybe somebody's gonna walk you know try to get into my room put some hide something in my uh, suitcase i was i was alert you know <laughs> Very alert. Mm. <laughs> anyway, Clearly. next morning, I get up. The driver is there to pick me up. Good sign. I go with the driver to the restaurant. Same driver? To meet. Same driver. To go to, to, with the driver to the restaurant, to, to a nearby restaurant near the airport, because everything was kind of closed, to meet Nick. So I've got my bag. My bag has this laptop, has laptop in it. I put the bag in the back of the van. And I'm like, okay, I'm I'm gonna go uh, uh, meet Nick. The car is kind of parked next to the next to the restaurant, and as I'm walking towards this guy that I see sitting at a table, um, and the guy's maybe same age as me, pretty much, uh, a little bit chubby, 
uh, kind of short hair, little spiky short hair, Indian looking guy. Uh, and, uh, you know, seems like kind of from an Indian heritage, well-dressed, smart looking, confident looking. I look over my shoulder and I see the car driving away. So I get a bit upset and I'm like, wait, where's it going? And this guy, Nick, recognizes that I felt enough. So we said, don't worry, don't worry. He's just going around the corner to park. Your stuff is safe. Your stuff is safe. Oh, your bag was in the car? It was in the back of the car. Yeah, yeah. The moment, the the moment Omar said I had a laptop in my bag, I felt a cowie's spidey senses. <laughs> they were on, they like, weren't no, tingling. They were on remember, fire. You have to remember, <laughs> how, why would they bring me all the way to Indonesia to steal an old why fucking laptop? Why would you go to any country already, in the world the and way, leave your laptop in the, the car in a cab? Forget <laughs> that. It was just, it was an oversight. But by the way, that laptop had already been drowned in soda water. Once. Look, let's not, so, that's another story. Like, I so want to really exactly stay on track like a, with the story. Sorry, I'll okay, yeah, please, Omar, continue. So just as an aside, when I had first spoken to uh, Priscilla, she told me that the, the director's name was Nick, that the, the showrunner's name was Nick. I happened to have worked like a week before with an assistant director called Nikhil, an Indian guy called Nikhil. So I was just, I wasn't, you know, thinking clearly, but I thought, you know, Nick, Nick from Indonesia, for some reason, I figured his name was Nikhil as well. So when I was talking to Priscilla, I said, yeah, you know, I can't wait to meet up with Nikhil. And she just kind of balked for a second. She said, how did you know, say, how did you know his name was Nikhil? So I said, oh, I don't know. You know, I just, I, I guessed that it was Nikhil because, you know, Asian, Nick. She's like, oh, okay. It was very odd. It was another one of those odd things. Anyway, so cut to the next day. I'm sitting in front of Nick <laughs> in this restaurant. And uh, <laughs> I start talking to him. The guy is confident. He's well-spoken. He's charming. He's charismatic. He's well-dressed. Uh, everything about him Shani, exudes a sense him? I don't of, understand. <laughs> did he have an accent? Did he have color eyes? This is he wasn't he he wasn't he didn't seem to be a pawn. He seemed to be someone who like was like knew what he was saying, right? And uh, we were talking, and he was exuding a sense of like, okay, I'm you know this is the show, this is what's happening. I'm looking for a director. Are you the guy? Are you able to do this? Are you able to do that? Meanwhile, I'm like, great, sure, yes, I'm hungry. Let's order some food. So he orders, we order some like delicious nasi goreng. You know, we get some Indonesian food. I'm, I'm enjoying myself at this point. He's, he's confirmed that my bag is safe. I'm sitting with the guy right in front of him. I can like, you know, see him right in front of me. Everything's fine. I'm like, cool, this seems legit. I'm eating. We talk for like an hour, uh, you know, tells me about the show. And, you know, we basically shake hands at the end and uh, with a good uh, kind of feeling like this is going well. And I'm like, yeah, cool. I've got this in the bag. This guy's uh, sold and uh, I, it looks like... Uh, you know, if this is actually legitimate, then I've got this job. So he says, okay, great to meet you. You know, I've got some other meetings to do, but, uh, you know, you've got the driver for the rest of your stay. Uh, you know, please uh, go with him wherever you like and uh, do whatever you need. You've got the hotel room till tomorrow. So, uh, you know, good luck. So I spent the next day and a half Who traveling paid the bill? around. Who paid the bill for the lunch? <laughs> he did. Oh. <laughs> he did. That guy's okay now. All right. He, he did. Get, like, paid they paid for the for the <laughs> hotel room and the transportation. So, you know, that you 300, I guess. You know. Fine. But you know what? I, it's within and the that hotel scope. Room and the lunch. You know? Fine. Within that scope. But wait, <laughs> wait and see. All right. Yeah. I go to the mountains. I take pictures of like nature and I frolic with the deer. There were deer. There were like <laughs> frolic with the deer <laughs> in the mountains with these tourists. 
And I climbed up on these rocks. It was wonderful. I took lots so of So pretty pictures. much being a Canadian in Indonesia. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I was like, I, I really, it was just, I suntanned. I, I bought some fabrics for Reem, you know. And then I went back home. You know, I got on the plane. I got back home. Now, I sent, I sent an email to Priscilla right before I left saying, hey, I just had the meeting with uh, Nick. And it all went really great. And she responded to me and she said, actually, I am not happy. I heard that you told Nick that you changed your rooms because it was too small. Obviously, this is why everyone in the UAE is backwards and uh, nothing is is progressing and uh, you guys don't know what you're doing. And I'm like, whoa. And she's like, and it's not Pris, it's Scylla. She insisted because I called her Pris. See, my aunt's name is Priscilla. I call her Pris. So in the email, I called her Pris. She got upset. Mm. So it was weird. It was, it was this weird, weird like explosion of anger. And then I wrote to her back and I said, hey, you know, it's, it must be a miscommunication. I really enjoyed the trip. I connected to Nick. The room was a bit small, but it was nothing. I wasn't upset. Then she responded to me and she said, we are all professionals. And I do see that you had a good meeting with Nick. So we will be in touch and good luck. I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> weird. I landed back in Dubai, uh, you know, told Dream the story, and I reached out to them again. And I, uh, she had told me that she was actually going to be in Dubai in a couple of days and that we could meet. So I was planning on meeting with Priscilla, Scylla, as she likes to be called. We arranged for a time to meet in Mall of the Emirates. I go to meet her there. She's late. She doesn't show up. An hour later, I send her another email. I try is to she reach late out. Or she didn't show up. Which one is it? She didn't show she up. She didn't show up. Her phone's off. Nick's phone's off. All the emails are off. Their website is down. Everything is gone. Not a trace of anybody related to I Am Wonders. Nothing related to Priscilla. Nothing related to Nikki. The website P. that the, the website that had everything the production gone. company was gone. Like everything, everything was gone. gone. And so meanwhile, is- obviously, I had been chasing. For my my the reimbursement for the money that I'd spent naively, <laughs> I can't be stressed obviously out. that was gone, right? <laughs> so everything's gone, gone, gone. But I figured to myself, look, what did I get out of this? I got a trip to Indonesia. I had a new experience. I've got a story to tell. Uh, I bought some fabrics that I gave to Reem. I got some pictures. I put them on Instagram. I I had fun. I had a good time. Hey, you know, chalk it up to a lesson learned and and an experience in my belt. This was eight years ago. Cut. Can you send us those pictures to, to, to promote this episode? They're on like his episode? Instagram. Okay, they're, on his, they're the first pictures <laughs> the on pictures his Instagram. Pictures are on my Instagram. They're like, they're like maybe the fourth and fifth big set of pictures on my Instagram. It's Anyways. me like frolicking in, in <laughs> We get it. You love Jakarta. We get it. We get it. You frolicked <laughs> with the deers <laughs> and with the animals. Yogi Jakarta. And you did something. So this yeah. was always a mystery. This was always like, what was that about? They didn't, they didn't get anything out of me. Like, it's not worth it for them to get like a couple of hundred bucks. Like, who gives a shit? You know, like, sorry. Who gives a... You know, it's okay. And Welcome like, to the okay, show. Fine, it was done. Then cut to yesterday. Reem, take I'm, over. I'm I'm hanging out on Twitter where I always am, and this girl called by now blog later. She posts uh uh like a podcast because she shares a lot of we share podcasts, and this. I'm going to forward this to you now, Akkawi, but I'm going to read it because listen to this podcast. This okay? is a synopsis. This is, yeah, I, we found this, I found this yesterday. Okay, breakdown, name, synopsis. The, the name whole. of the show, one second, I'm going to send it so that Akkawi can see it at the same time. The name of the show is called Chameleon, Hollywood Con Queen. And this is the synopsis. 
For the past six years, someone or some group has been terrorizing a certain class of Hollywood workers. Strivers, day players, and physical trainers, and makeup artists, and security guards. They receive a phone call or email offering a job of a lifetime, a key role on a major film or TV show. The offer comes from a powerful woman, one of the biggest producers or studio executives in the industry. All these strivers have to do is get on a plane for Jakarta immediately. But when they Jakarta. land, there is no... Oh, thanks, Marmar. But when they <laughs> land, there is no producer. There is no movie. It's all a fraud. And this is the incredible true story of one of the longest and strangest cons in history. Tag along as two longtime journalists <laughs> untangle the story of the Hollywood con queen scam and embark on an obsessive quest to figure out who's behind it. So... We, we start listening to this podcast, right? Because it has so many of them. It's 10 episodes. They're not that long. We start listening to this podcast. And at Kawi, almost every up. single thing that happened to Omar happened to these people. Except it seems like whoever was doing this is now like so advanced that they got tens of thousands of dollars from these people. And everything down to the knock on the door in, at night. And no, but, but I think for some of these people, no one showed up. Like Mar actually met yeah, this so, so person. So there was a main major difference was that I met this guy that called himself Nick, okay? In person, face-to-face. According to the podcast, 99% of all the people that, they, that, they, that got scammed never met anyone physically, all right? There was one person later on in the podcast that, that, Other than uh, the driver. that says that they bet him, right? Without yeah. spoiling the podcast, okay? They all no, basically I think we can had... spoil the podcast, guys. Like, I it's, don't know. I'm okay with it because there's a lot like... to be said here, podcast, should we? No, because, because <laughs> there's a lot to be said like, here. Because like, I think we just need to I say it. I remember I, I, I was coming over right, and so- re- <laughs> I was coming over and Reem messages me. And it's funny, like, as I parked, I'm getting like, 10 messages from Reem back to back. Where are you? When are you going to get here? We got to talk. This is crazy. This happened to Omar and I. We got we to discuss this right now. Like, it's just back-to-back messages. So, okay. This so happened to-, to me in, in 2012, right? So it happened to me in 2012. The first story that they got on the podcast is 2014 in Hollywood. So when it picks up in Hollywood, this person, okay, has basically honed their, their grift in order to basically uh, mimic uh, a different high-powered Hollywood producer women, specifically, in order to try to rope these unsuspecting uh, kind of um, uh, small-time kind of uh, uh, actors and, and trainers and, and makeup artists. People who want to become famous who really, or who, who want to make it in the industry. And get them to go to Indonesia to meet with this driver, same driver, every time, and then give the driver some money, usually a thousand dollars, two thousand dollars. Some people gave him six thousand dollars over the course of a couple of weeks, you know. And then he would drive them around and drive them around. They would do recce's, uh, location recce's of different locations, and just nothing, nothing. They wouldn't meet anyone. They wouldn't meet with a producer or director. No one. They'd just be with the dri- with the driver the whole time. With me, I met the guy on the first day, right? And in the story, in the podcast, there's one other guy who who met this person you know, who was getting scammed. He was a screenwriter. And it was right near the end of this sordid tale. And he met, he went to Jakarta six times. He some spent guy like, went to Jakarta six, six figure, times. He spent like up, including yeah, some, his some legal six fees, figures. He spent, <laughs> yeah. He spent like $80,000. He spent $80,000. 
crazy. Including right? the legal fees. So they, whatever they, that was. That's not <laughs> so what they Omar did. That's not what I did. You <laughs> spent three hundred dollars. Tried it on me, and they ended up paying out of pocket for me. Omar, let me explain what you did. Yes, please. The Mohawk is what you did got it. Nick fired. Why? 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 Because you're the first person to get scammed, and then they realize that people are idiots and they don't need to actually need someone. They're just gonna give the driver money. Right. Right. So right. Like, wait, wait, why do we okay. need Nick? Why should we split true, the cost with Nick? Fire Nick yeah. And just keep the driver. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. It gets better. It really gets wait, so much it gets better. Possibility, but it's not actually. It's not actually the case because as the story progresses, ah. we find out. There's more. We find wait, so, out. Uh, so we, uh, so let me let me take it from here because by then I got I got to their place and I and I heard the story of Omar's experience and I'm like okay great let's listen to this podcast and as we go through the podcast me being my impatient self I decide to Google the story and all I googled was Hollywood people get conned in Jakarta <laughs> and I found tons and tons and tons of articles instantly and images and videos and as I went through it I figured out some stuff that. I decided not to share and I closed my laptop and I told him like, okay, we're just going to listen to this because I figured it out, obviously, because the story is out there, but I didn't want to ruin it for Reem and Omar. <laughs> so, so it so, turns out, so there Mar, was a you, major say it, twist. you say it. There was a major twist. And the major twist is that the woman, the women or the single woman that had been mimicking all these other female producers' voices while doing Who talked scam, to you? Who spoke who to you? Who talked to me? As Priscilla, or Scylla, as she insisted on being called, was not a woman. It was, it was actually Nick. Jaw drop moment. it moment. was actually Nick. Was Nick the driver? And the, no. No, no, no. Nick, Nick was, was the, the guy, guy that, that paid for lunch. Nick was the, the dude who paid for lunch. And, He's okay. the man behind this. Now, what, we weren't sure if that was the case. Because up till the ninth episode, it was like, or eighth episode, they didn't know who this guy was. But then there was one mention of people saying that they believe that this guy is of Indian descent. And I was like, it's got to be him. And so they figured out who it was. And Nick, Nick's actual name is Gobind. And <laughs> he's been at this for 10 years. And he's, we have a producer named and, Gobind. Yes. And we have <laughs> a producer named us. Gobind. What's but crazy about Nick, this is that... Yeah, go ahead, Mark. Nick, Nick was mimicking nick nick was mimicking women's voices in order to make these phone calls and then uh, and he does these people to do what he wanted them to do so he was a true like sociopath when it came to this like he was manipulative sociopathic overconfident but really desperate for some kind of affection and some kind of validation because he was getting some of these people not me i feel really left out to have like <laughs> you scenes, feel left out? out scenes with him of a sexual nature on the phone. He, he looks at more. <laughs> yeah. So unfortunately, he he seemed to get more brave. And then eventually it kind of went into the area where he would audition actors and make the have them do sex scenes with him on the phone, which is sexual Male assault. Actors, mind that's, you. That's, violating. Violation, that's violating. Yeah. And, and it was at the height of the um, Weinstein cases. Yeah. The Me Too movement. It was all over the news. So it was at that same time. Yeah. And and so this guy clearly started with Mar and then it just escalated <laughs> because according so to the I'm, podcast, the earliest yeah. person they have is 2014. But no, he this has is, the receipts. He we we have like oh, we have receipts? 2012. 
He Mara left in 2012. We have the treatment for Survivor that they made. made. Like, so did you get in touch with them? No, we, 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 we listen. We, we found to. the podcast. We found the podcast yesterday morning, and, and we binged list, it. I like binged the whole thing. And now we're telling you, and we're like, okay, what do we do with this information? Because the guy was actually arrested in uh, in, in November. Manchester. He was the arrested. FBI got involved. It he, was massive. He was arrested <laughs> like, two months ago. He was arrested like two months ago. Maybe now you can and, reimburse the three hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> 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 he's, like, he's like, um, he goes on inmate pen pals and he's like, uh, hello. You owe me three hundred dollars. So the big thing that they were talking about man. in the in the in the podcast was how this man unfortunately is he came out to his family as being gay and his family completely Oh, this is his story. This is what, That's he, what says, he said. But he is not That's a trustworthy narrator. We don't Fine. know if anything right. he says is true. Okay, fine, fine. Let's go with that. But if that's the case, (laughs) then he must have seen Mar (laughs) on somewhere, tried to like lure Mar in. And turns out Mar was cheap and wouldn't give him the money that he wanted. (laughs) And he was like, you know, I don't need to be this guy. But also, let's be honest, like a mohawk does not scream sugar daddy either. (laughs) No, it doesn't. No, it does not. But I, I just feel like, first of all, I'm really glad that nothing happened. No, but no, look, let's, so clarify. Let, let's clarify. Let's clarify. Like, I know I, we're laughing because yeah. we're trying to make light of a really I didn't strange have a mohawk. situation. No, I, first of all, no, just, just to clarify, I did not have a mohawk at the time. That was post mohawk era. Right, now the story <laughs> but, is off. Sure. Just to let no, you know. That was boring. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Nobody sorry, cares. sorry. But I, I did have some luscious, uh, luscious locks. I had a, a, a shoulder length hair. I looked uh, quite fetching. I was in my younger days, you know. <laughs> no one asked. You know, I, I was, Literally I was, no uh, one. None. I was fetching. In None of our days. listeners but care about no that. I think what happened, I think what happened was that it was a test run. Look, in 2012, they were probably trying out this new scam that they wanted to try out. The fact yeah. that I actually traveled from Dubai to Indonesia was a huge win for them. It meant that they could get people to go there. I was ninety nine percent, if not the first, one of the first, right? Because but you're there's no them. recorded. Like, earlier. are you saying them? Now, like I want to say them, them because it's him and the driver. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. So I the see driver was in on it, right? And the driver so basically you were someone R&D. that he had met in jail. Yeah, right. So, so, so the driver was found out to be like his mentor, basically someone that he they, he'd met in jail, and they were in on it together. But Nick or Govim. Go, Gobind, as uh, you know, that's his actual name, uh, ended up, uh, he was really the, the, the mastermind and he was someone who really needed this kind of deep emotional uh, uh, validation because he was missing something in his Which you gave life. him was, none of. That's why well, you I didn't give him any because, yeah, and he was like, okay, go back home, fine. You know? So like, it was more of an intimate, stayed. it was more of an intimate intimacy scam oh. than it was a financial yeah. scam. Oh, you make him sound yes. like a rapist, not a con man. But he kind of was because yeah. he, he took advantage of people and got something emotional and, you know, in some extent, so can sexual out of them, even though it wasn't can I ask but, something, without any Omar? touching. Yeah, sorry. Sorry to interrupt, but just out of curiosity. And please, like, um, feel free to be as honest and as candid as you want or just say no comment if you don't want to talk about this. <laughs> but it's, uh, this is very serious. Um, during, during lunch. Did, did did he reach out under the table by any chance? <laughs> show me on this doll. <laughs> did that happen? Well, it wasn't doll. It was nasi goreng, and it was very oh. good. No, like or did so, he touch your hair? Look, Akawi, what do you make of all of this? Because honestly, <laughs> how do you put a story like this together? Like, <laughs> yeah, man. Omar, you were the first. Like you were. They're like we need to. We need. 
They're like, we need to start with someone. And Omar.ee is probably the easiest thing to Google. (laughs) Yes. And that was it. They they got me like, You know what? Let's start. Then they're like, we need to do our demographic for you. They're like, okay. Canadian, Palestinians won't give us a thousand. They give us 300. (laughs) Okay. So no more of them. Smart. No more of them. No more of them. Let's go look for more desperate people in the United States of America. Proof of concept. Exactly. So according to the podcast, they thought there was there was a scam that he did in Jakarta, okay, with this woman when he was in jail. When Nick, when uh, Govind, Govind was in jail, he got in an argument with his boyfriend. He got upset at his boyfriend and his boyfriend was working at a uh, the U.S. Embassy. So he called in a bomb threat to the U.S. Embassy from jail. Yeah. This became a very serious He's incident. pretty careless as God, a person, damn. to be honest. Like very callous. Yeah. So the cops came. The, the cops came and they basically, you know, it extended his sentence. And so from jail then, he called another woman who was like a promoter or producer. And he got her to come to jail with a talent, like a uh, singer or a dancer or something, to put on a show. And he organized this from jail. And then he basically took advantage of this woman a little bit in Jakarta before, according to the show, he immediately went off to Hollywood. But now we know that he didn't. He did a stop in Dubai first. <laughs> Omar, I have a question. <laughs> Omar, I have a question. Yes. Do you feel responsible for, <laughs> all, for all the people in the States that lost their money? Because the reason it continued yeah. with it is because it worked on you. If it didn't work on you, uh, he would have went like, you know what? This is not a great I, con. Or, you know, maybe we're like, you know what? Maybe I don't want to be a con man because I'm bad at it. But I, since he made $350, he's like, you know what? This could well, be no, a no. thing. Listen, you're not taking... No, I'm sorry. You have to be fair. Take into account the expenditures that they spent on me for food, <laughs> transportation, and the hotel. I'm sorry, man. But you paid no, no, for that. But the, fact, but the no. fact that you made it to Jakarta... Is yeah, he's like, all right, you know what? Okay, they'll they'll come here. Now <laughs> since they're already here, how much money can I take from them? And bro, it's Indonesia. I make it sound. He took you to uh, Zuma, Indonesia, yani. <laughs> 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 I stand in solidarity with all the victims of Govim Gobind, and uh, I don't I, know uh, what his real I, name I think- is. His name is Gobind. But I'm sure, but I'm sure somewhere in like in like the, the science of crime or like the psychology of crime is that the first victim is the one that opens the doors to, oh, this can work. I want to become yes, a the bravery. I am the floodgate. I am the floodgate. And I let, every, I do feel responsible for uh, proving his system. I think you hit the nail on the head there. But, but surfed, uh, you know, surfed. everyone has to take responsibility for themselves, starting and ending really with, uh, with uh, Gobind himself. Who's now being held in custody in the UK, awaiting uh, deportation to the States to stand for his crimes against uh, all of these different people. So my second question is, are you going to file something to to go like, you know what, even though it was $300, there's a lot of emotional stress on me. I would like $30,000. And make some this money has plagued this. him for years. This has been troubling him for so many years. I don't think that the guy has thirty thousand dollars to his name. But what I am going to do, do is I'm going to reach out. <laughs> I was well, going to say, how do you, when did you see people, his bank account? <laughs> well, you might be right. You might be right. But you know, ultimately, this isn't about uh, money for me. I think it's about uh, uh, giving these uh, giving these people more info to show to them 
that this scam, the international scam of bringing people to Jakarta, goes back at least to 2012, which means that there were a lot more people than they even think that well, had actually and followed. That, that have nothing to do with the United States because the, the only place that they yes. managed to put a case forward is the United States. Was in the right. United States. But, so these are international victims as well. I don't yes. know how many people he got in Dubai itself. I don't know how many people he got in other parts of the world. You know, they were focused on Hollywood. Because that's where all of his, his the, the majority of his victims are. You have to remember, Hollywood is full of people who are just trying to make it. A lot of people who are on the low rungs, who are desperate to really just have an opportunity and will take, will bite at it. You know, will they, yeah. will, they will take that bait. You know, uh, there aren't as many in in Dubai, for example. You know, there's just me. <laughs> no, but, but, but here's, here's another interesting fact about this guy, which another interesting fact about this guy, he's a, he's a food influencer. He had a blog. He had a vlog and a vlog, and he was a food influencer in the UK. I couldn't find it. Yeah, we need to dig that. We need to dig that out. I I was really creeped out yesterday, and I lost some sleep over it because it did make me uncomfortable. This idea of somebody pretending to be a completely different person, and then manipulating Mar—it's absurd. It was a bit bit concerning, like not bit. I, I was troubled by it that somebody would manipulate to that extent was troubling yeah you couldn't sleep it is it is creepy because i but also i got into my head about it so mar went as soon as mar found out that it was the guy he slept like a baby (laughs) like he went to bed i was like the one mystery the one mystery in my life that i really will never i didn't expect to ever find out anything about i thought it was a total like one-off you know uh this mystery has been solved and not only solved but it was turned into a 10 episode podcast with full storytelling and different <laughs> characters telling me the backstory of the backstory. I mean, it, it's, it was really uh, an amazing day on that podcast. Yeah, this is what I'm, I'm trying gonna, to say. We, we should reach out, out to, them. to them. Is that what we should do? Yeah, should we reach I think out? we should reach out to them. Okay. Yeah, okay. because also keep it in mind, the other time that something like this opportunity, you know, came across our table, we actually made money in Thailand. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. right. Right. All right. So, so like at least we'll, by then you had a team, you had defenses. Well, you know? <laughs> I feel I just feel like, you know, it's just one of those really strange things that happened eight years ago. And then suddenly when I saw that that tweet come up, I was like, no, it can't. Be. How did you feel when you saw the tweet? Something in oh me. Oh, my God. I was like, I, I swore out loud. Uh, I was like, I was like, what? It was just it. Something in me went strange. It was like strange. Like, it you know, was, when um, I was giddy, you know, when the air changes around you, the air was like tingling around me. <laughs> and I sent it to him and he was upstairs in the bathroom and you could hear him from the bathroom. <laughs> no way. <laughs> you could hear him from the bathroom. And I just feel like it's just it's a remarkable thing. I'm so grateful that Mar wasn't hurt or injured because he was put in a space where it was very malicious. And when you hear what the women went through. The girls were put in a car and driven around yeah, they for were, hours. Like was it was really right. bad. You could tell that he was getting progressively braver and more dangerous as the years went by. Obviously, we wouldn't know that if these wonderful journalists had not come together Yo, and decided to put this puzzle together. We literally were sitting on this story for years. We never told you guys. We never thought anything of it. We just thought it was strange and we never yeah, it, said anything. Yeah. Yeah, and but it was the, a, it was like a really well put together story. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. it was one of those investigative podcasts. You know, so it was a very well put together story, yeah. and it really even delved into his his background as it as a, you know in college, where he went to different colleges and universities on their debate and forensics teams 
which was basically like speech teams. So he excelled at talking and learning how to convince mimic people, people to say and, and do like things and to mimic like people. other people. So this yeah. was his skill set. So, Mashallah. you know, he was, yeah, he was obviously a Crazy. very troubled and sick individual who got off on manipulating and, and, and hurting people without any care for them. But, you know, uh, you know, he was obviously skilled at what he did, you know, ultimately. No, you should but definitely check in, out the podcast, Akawi. Yeah, I check mean, like, Akawi's so busy at the moment. But, like, if you have the time, check out the yeah, podcast. Yeah, when you drive, but listen to it. The, we've given you the summary of and it. And for the <laughs> listeners, what I'll do is I'll link… <laughs> I'll, link, I'll link the podcast in the show notes. I like, know the start honestly, and the ending. And the, and the, and the part the middle, they didn't the know. The part they didn't know too, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, it was just so strange. And I was like, we have to just get… Like, I have to tell, I have to tell the story. So it's let's reach out to thing. them. Let's reach Only out to Amar them Abbas and see what happens. Only Amar Do you know Abbas. what I mean? Amar Abbas, Amar.ae for all your adventures, I guess. Because I, I just don't know. Amar.ae, is that still on? Yeah, 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 should yeah, be. yeah it's still on. And it is. No, you just updated your website, like from your past shoots. No, but like, <laughs> I just want to… Okay, and this is something, I guess, obviously, if it feels strange, it probably is. <laughs> like that's… This whole thing was so odd, but… As a woman, I feel it would be a different experience. But Follow for Mar, for you guys, you guys can lean into it. You guys can go and like yeah. get we feel the less. Knock on I mean, I felt and, less of a physical know. danger, you know. Yeah, I felt less like because I mean, I just felt like okay, I can handle myself. Uh, you know, I, maybe it was a bit co- cocky, you know, like like maybe overly so. But I did lean into it, and obviously, if there were like. Uh, if they really had some nefarious intent and and burst into the room with a bunch of people and weapons, like I would have been in a whole lot of trouble. Yeah, but but, but it's time, also understandable. You're like happen. what? You're like six one. You're but but the b- other guys he took guy. advantage of were military guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they were some, military guys, exactly. personal yeah. trainers. But I think they were not the same, small but guys. But in the same way, Omar, yeah. the same mentality, a bit comfortable. They had the same mentality, mm-hmm. right? Like a gym trainer that trains celebrities, right? Or like the security guys who are ex Navy SEALs and whatnot, like. They felt the same comfort Omar would have felt like I could take care of myself. I could be anywhere and I'm okay. Right. And I think they never were worried about physical harm. But just like Omar, something in the back of their head told them, this is a little off, whatever it is, something's off, but you still go through with it because, like, yo, jackpot, there's an opportunity at this that I want to, as we said at the beginning, if you show up, You'll get the you'll deal. Get the, you'll get the adventure. Exactly. At right? least you, you may not get up. the deal. Yeah. In this case, no deal. An adventure, a mohawk, and photos <laughs> frolicking <laughs> with deers <laughs> somewhere in Indonesia. And traveling to show up. That's yeah. No, for real. No, not, not, there, there, is, there is quite a big jump of saying, look, I'm going to get on the plane. This is true. But at the same time, it was a calculated decision in the sense that I was willing to let that money go if it didn't work out. Mashallah. It was a calculated decision in that sense. Because it, I, it was a good opportunity you to know, try. Okay, I mean, it was worth it. We okay, were this younger. This is the disadvantage we of having a Canadian passport. It was a moonshot. <laughs> yeah. Yo, imagine true, true. applying with, with for us, a visa, <laughs> waiting for your like, visa right, to come we'll up. we'll be there like 14 <laughs> days, 15 days. <laughs> yeah, wait for your it. visa. Yo, if, I, if it was like, Kelly and I, let me I walk was, you through the process. I was lucky enough to be able… Uh, no, you no, know, no. obviously, I, I think I like I, I must have put on my credit card or something. But I was lucky enough to have the means to be able to actually take that step. And no, no, no. Yeah, you know, I, let me let me highlight let me I'm highlight the means, that I Omar. Didn't get hurt because the means worth the means the is not alone. just no, no. But look, the means is not just your credit card. If this was an opportunity, I carry and I got, it would have been okay. Hold on a second. Go to the Indonesian web, consulate website. <laughs> see what are the requirements to get That's a visa. True. Chances are, chances yeah. are, because we run a business, chances are would be. 
three to six months bank statements yeah. of your personal <laughs> bank account. Yeah. Three That's to six true. months bank statements from the company's bank account. Yeah, yeah. And then passport copies, Emirates ID copies, which get, which visa gives copies. gives you time to think about what you're doing. <laughs> which gives you and time to think about. And then wait 14 days for an approval and a visa stamp so you can get on a plane and go to Jakarta. 100. By then, he would have been like on... Prospect number seven. The whole thing, guys, the yeah. whole thing is and I bet you anything. The whole thing is I bet you anything. Like, yeah, that's that's probably another reason why he ended up focusing his efforts on Americans, you know, because it was because just, they traveled it was perfect. easier. Was, they could travel easily. They they had they they had that kind of desire to, to take a big risk, you know? Yeah. Now, uh, Akawi, I just want to let you know now, I have an opportunity for you. Uh, you just have to travel to Jakarta <laughs> and meet my contact there. Uh, it's it's with... <laughs> It's with a, a sporting goods notes. company. They want you to uh, <laughs> become their regional uh, head of uh, of marketing uh, uh, globally, regional global head of marketing in Jakarta, based out of their head office. But uh, you just need to pay for the ticket. Uh, they'll reimburse you, and then uh, and then when you get there, the driver will meet you. Okay. Did you hear what he said? Regional head of marketing globally. Global. Global. Globally. <laughs> Head of marketing. This is why Omar is not like a con artist. It's like the pitbull of, of, of titles. <laughs> Anywho's it. I wanted to share this with you guys because honestly, I didn't know what to do with it. Incredible story. Like, Omar, I feel so Let- sorry for you. I want to give you $300. Thank you. I'll take it. <laughs> Donation. We'll raise a fund. Go fund me. <laughs> Yo, yeah. But I guess we got to get in contact with these people. Yeah, let's drop them. They yeah. have... That's yeah, the next yeah. step. Priority, yes. Yeah. yeah, we'll drop them an email and see what happens. Uh, Mashallah, sure. the podcast is amazing. It was it was really well worth the listen. It was so really good. well done. Uh, really well done. Yeah, absolutely. Anyways, oh, I'm you. glad you're Amar, safe. Amar, I love Amar. you. Me too. I love you too. I love we you love too. You. <laughs> Thank you for kicking it with us today. I hope you enjoyed listening to this week's episode as much as we enjoyed creating it for you. Please subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast at to stay up to date with all our conversations. Also, if you don't mind, hit us with the five-star rating, leave a comment, let us know how you feel about the show. That way, it could also help others find the show. And be sure to share it with your friends and family, whoever you think can benefit from it. You can holler at us on all social media platforms at The Can Show. We'd love to hear from you. Or you could drop us an email to hello at thecanmedia.com. Salam.